Nothing in life is promised except death. If you had the opportunity to play this game of life, you need to appreciate every moment. A lot of people don't appreciate their moment until it's past. Welcome to Desire to Inspire Podcast. I'm Jerome, I'm a youth mentor, entrepreneur, and I'm here to bring in my life, bring in my world, drop a lot of jewels and a lot of gems. If you take 20% of what I say and apply it, definitely make some change in your life i'm joined by my guest i am emmett silver the darkest poet in the room the philosopher uh the the man who's going to great you with the ideas of truth right it, it's no playing around and you already know what this is this is the, the desire to inspire podcast ba, 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 ba. Yes, yes, lovely. come lovely. on every time no i like your name because like Truth or no fear that just sounds crazy like, yeah but that's what sounds like yay like right now people are talking about kanye but like that just sounds like people just speak the truth with no, they just care about nothing. And that's kind of what your name comes from, right? Is it? Yeah. Or? So Emmett, Emmett um, is Hebrew for truth, right? Okay, and okay. silver is the one component that both in technology and both in the human body, right? In mammalian bodies that if you don't have it, your brain will literally shut down. So it's literally what keeps your nervous system and everything working fine. And the worst thing is, if you say to somebody, yo, you've got silver in the body, they they wouldn't even realize that. They'd mm. think you're talking crap. Mm. But mm. the same way, if you lose all the silver in your electronic device, because eventually after time it evaporates. That's why a lot of our electrical devices after use, they just shut down. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. So it's all okay. the silver's been burnt out. And okay. that's the same thing with silver. It's like the most kind of um, least kind of desired metal and element but it's the most important for function and mm. that's what i feel like the truth is the the truth there's the what you call the unnecessary truth which is like so somebody's opinion about you like oh you're ugly or this that's unnecessary yeah right yeah, yeah, because because yeah. that's just your opinion but then you have the necessary truth is yo you're actually obese you're nobody won't don't want to hear that you're actually yeah, sure you're yeah. not as good looking as you think you are the world doesn't seem like that you can't get gagged all of that becomes oh emotional damage but i feel like we need that and that's why we i, I personally feel like people love r&b music and blues generally speaking because it says shit in a song that nobody would want to say in, in real life like you what know? give an example um somebody sleeping in my bed by drew hill <laughs> nobody wants to say that in real life nah, yeah so but I've, I've, I've got I've I've I've, I've, uh, I've got a few Jodeci cry for you okay right? yeah. cool yeah. um uh Billie Jean by Michael Jackson even though that's more on the pop side Billie mm, Jean she's yeah. not my lover yeah she says I am the one but the child's not my son yeah that's true but nah, look what he's talking about dirty Diana he's talking about dirty a groupie Diana. yeah so yeah. I I think we we kind of forget that all these kind of songs talk about or the classic one is uh, Whitney Houston saving all my love for you. She's yeah, talking about yeah. being a side chick. Yeah, he said, yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah. Well, the, the yeah, first lyrics are, yeah. um, a few stolen moments is, are, the, are the times that we share. You've got your family and they need you there. Though I can't even resist being last on your list, but no other man will do. So I'm saving all my love for you. That is a side chick. Anthem. Yeah, you can hear that in the yeah. lyrics. Isn't it? But, but it's honest. And I think we live in a kind of world where 
um, especially it's affecting music because Diddy said R and B is dead. I don't agree with him. Yes, he was dropping that R and B project. I didn't even know that. Yeah, but I listened to the first single. It sounded like pop. Did so, it? <laughs> so I can't respect it. But then yeah. also, I feel like him saying R and B is dead is like you can't get caught up in the old R and B you love, and then also R and B is not necessarily dead. There are a lot of R and B artists who are making fantastic music, but you know what it is? They're not making money. So because they're not flashy and making money, yeah. you don't know they exist. You're right, right. No, when the ones who are making money are are the ones who are defiling the art form. So then you've got to look at us as a culture, as a people. Why is it that um, the things that are killing us are selling, but the things that are healing us are not? Yeah, no, of course. Now I feel like. People are making money, but they're just not famous. You see that back in the day, people wanted the fame, they wanted the limelight, they wanted the interviews. Mm. There's not a lot of that. So people might think, ah, oh, R&B, there's not a lot of people that are like, but they probably are millionaire, probably billionaire R&B, I should not even know. I would, I they're just making the music. We, we know if there's a billionaire, but I also uh-huh. feel, think, um, the whole thing about music, right, is everyone has this expectation of when you do music, yeah, that if you do it, you have to make like a stupid amount of money for it to be worth it. Right, but if me and you can sit down here and make fifty grand a year, right, doing music, right, well, why is that any different from the man who's a plumber and dealing with shit his whole life? Because I'm, and I got respect for the man who's a plumber because he's literally doing something he don't like. Yeah, he's literally yeah. putting his hands in toilets, this, that, and the other dirty pipe work, and doing stuff he doesn't like. But if I can do what I like and make fifty grand a year, why am I a failure? where there are people mm. in other situations who literally go into a degree, take debt, go into a job, and do what they hate for a living. Yeah, no, of course. Uh, and of course. De- de- direct success, because they're making I think a the key, amount of money. what not the key to life. I always try and make people do what they love to do for money. Mm. Sometimes the might, people think that might be hard to do, but have you heard the Dave Chappelle story? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Quickly, yeah, I'll quickly sell it. He's like, you know, he wanted to do a stand-up comedy, and his dad was like, bro, if you ain't going to make money, bro, like, don't do it. Like, you're going to get this out and this long. And he's like, look, dad, if I make enough money as you make being a teacher, then I'll be happy in life. Mm-hmm. Dude, said, Just support me in that and then I'll be good. And then his dad was like, okay, I get it now. Yeah, right? yeah. Because that, that's kind of, that's kind of sad, right? Because there's a lot of money in the music industry, yeah? But if I'm telling you, right, let's say I, all I do is go on podcasts, do this, do music reviews, yeah? Mm. If I'm making 40 grand, right? especially at the age of like 28, there's not many men who honestly, honestly are making 40 grand at 28. Honestly. Yeah, right? true. So, so <laughs> for me... Illegally, so illegally for people y- are making money at 28 like yeah, that. Yeah, but illegally they're not getting taxed either. So, yeah, so yeah, but my, yeah. my thing is that what they're risking is their entire life and their their their, their freedom for it. So yeah, think about this way. The course, only man who's making 40 grand a year is yeah. risking man's entire freedom yeah. for it, right? So, like I said, I don't like this perspective of if you do music, you've got to make 100K and this and other. Listen, if you do music and you're a music marketer and all these other stuff, right, the safe jobs in music pay quite well when you have an element of performance because music business is very much almost kind of like sales, right? If you can perform in what you can do, you are going to reap the benefits. However, if you're just a standard salesperson, you're going to probably make the same as a standard office worker. Yeah, but yeah. it's a performance thing, right? So, for example, if I'm the best guy for social media, all right, the average social media marker might make 22 grand a year. But if I'm the best at it, mm. right, if I'm one of the greatest at it, I could be making 60, 70 grand a year. Mm. So it's, it's that perspective. It's kind of music business or entertainment business is high, high, 
higher risk, higher reward. And us as black people, whenever we say we're going to do music, we're only either looking at the, the, the production end. We're not even looking at the back end, right? Mm. So, so we're looking at the, 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 I'd say the three, the, the, we're only looking at the front end and then the two processes behind it. Mm. So the mm. front end is the musician, the this, the that. Then the back end is maybe like the producer, session musician, uh, this, that, another writer. And then the end behind that is probably a manager. But we're not really looking at the all-encompassing thing. Okay, cool. Are you going to be a promoter? Are you going to be the venue engine? Are you going to yeah. be this? Are you going to be that? Are, are you going to be the stylist? Are you going to be this? I, I watched one thing the other day, Akon, man. Mm -hmm. Very inspiring, actually, man. Go on. When Akon was talking about how he got into music, how he was a third world kid and he came here and him and his brother Boo, mm -hmm. like, really made a risk, bro, by singing rap lyrics coming from a rap background, meaning they went jail, went locked up, and he came in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was stealing cars, bro. Yeah, Akon, bro. Akon's one of them guys, yeah. <laughs> He never glorified real legit. It, but he never glorified certain things because yeah, but, but see, but, he but was just on that's point. That's why like, I respect him, though. If he was a done, and he was saying like, obviously, that was my question. I was going to ask you about music because I, my thing about like, getting into music was like millions of people do it worldwide, bruv. Everyone you know does music, especially in London, bruv. Like you, you're always going to meet someone that knows somebody that's trying to pursue music. So yeah. even my family, my family was like, everyone's trying to pursue it, and no one bus right. So when I was trying to do it, oh, you're never going to do it. Look at this one. Look at that one. Look at that one. You're going to be struggling. And, uh, you yeah. know, so I looked at it. It's like music is about work, bruv. So if you can't, if you haven't got a good work ethic, that's one thing. I, there's loads of things like you could say talent, but i got a talented cousin who can make beats after beat. But if your relationship gave you an on point, if people don't like you, they're going to sit in the studio if you're making a record for 12 hours. Bruv. Cool. So what do you think it is apart from work? That's my thing that people need to bust. So I'm gonna agree and disagree with you. I think we say a lot of people are doing music and pursuing music, but the truth is they're not pursuing music. They're pursuing fame and using music as the vehicle. That's the biggest issue, okay. right? So for example, if I'm doing a job, yeah, in order to pursue um, a million pounds, right? Well. Like you said, this is where the work ethic, because it's so much harder to do something that you're generally not passionate about, right? Yeah. Especially with music, where everything is delayed gratification. You ain't, you ain't making, um, it's not even like, a agency is quick money. It's like you're making it week <laughs> after week. Right? That's my right? side hustle, yeah? bro. <laughs> Two-week two money yeah. at, at best. Then your regular job is monthly, right? Music is quarterly, bi-quarterly. Bi bi that's, that's when the publishing comes yeah. through, and, bro. And BRS. So you might do a record; it yeah. might be big for three years, and you ain't you you, you don't see it a check until eighteen months until it busts. Yeah, it's so true. so if you're doing that, it's very frustrating to do that. Where a lot of people can say, you know what, I'm gonna go to be a lawyer. They might not like law, but they're gonna see the money straight away as soon as they get the back. Yeah, right. Yeah. With music, it doesn't matter. You could have spent four years in uni, this, that, and the other, bro. You you get the bag once you start what's the word compound interest only until that snowball is just blasting yeah and what yeah. you really get is you don't even get the whole snowball you get the ricochets of the of the snowball because it's coming at a slower rate do you know what i'm saying it's mm. a collective right um i think that i also think um it's not just the 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 work um like you said, I think it's the pursuing fame, right? If you're going to pursue fame, there's many ways to be famous. Just be honest with yourself, right? A lot of people who do music are not honest with themselves. A lot of people go on the mic and they know they're whack, and they, but they just have friends who told them that they're... they're mm -hmm. And you might generally have a passion for music, but 
uh, passion must meet purpose, right? You can be passionate about anything. That's right? true. I could That's be passionate true. about some hot girl with a big booty and <laughs> size J tits and this, that, and the other. But if I meet her and she she's bad for my purpose, she's taking all my time. I'm just there laying in the bed with her rather than going to work and doing stuff. That's what I'm saying. You can be passionate about something that's not good for you. So I think this whole thing, especially as men, right? Because mm. women, you know why I you see you see this a lot. You see a lot of women who have jobs with six figures, but mm. the guys who normally make six figures have a business. They don't normally have a job. And do you know why that is? It's true. Because no. Women have a very good skill of they will literally only do what they're passionate about. If they're working, they literally only do what they're passionate about, and they will go. If they fall out of love with something, they'll go retrain, find a way to retrain, just so they're doing exactly what they want to do, right? Yeah. They'll find a way to pivot what they learned from this area, like interpersonal skills and use that to advantage. So say if someone spent 10 years in recruitment but wants to do music, they'll take all the skills that they took from recruitment and find a way that they could get a business role yeah, in this company, right? Because mm. if you've ever done a CV with a woman, you know that they, their CVs are different. Like, that's what you're competing with. That's why sometimes you don't get a job because my man might be lazy, but he's got a good gal who can do a banging CV for him, right? Yeah, and I'm yeah, saying that yeah. in the perspective. That the one thing that especially a lot of men have in, in the music is that ac accuracy and execution. Because mm. music is all about execution, right? Mm, because definitely. it's vibrations of sounds of the way it's filled. But the same way if, like, in a Kanye West, if you say something the wrong way, you lose people, mm. right? That's the same thing with music. If you program the wrong beat you you mm. lose people if you say something in the wrong situation in the politics way in a manner right because mm. i always say this the thing that has the least politics in life is politics because mm. everything else the politics is hidden yeah because you go into politics you know what you've gone for you majority of people yeah. who go to politics learn about politics so they're ready but people who come into music mm. don't know about politics so i think it's the mm. execution and execution. the honesty about it Re the reason why i say work because Bro, I, the studio for me is like the hub, right? Mm -hmm. That's where you create the idea into reality. That's where you make things happen, right? Mm -hmm. And I've been recording, man, for years, bro. Years and years and years. I've seen rappers come in there and say, yeah, I got the next record. And yeah, man, I'm on this, I'm on this, I'm on that. And man, bare songs just sat in my hard drive. They didn't even go anywhere. Some man, I send the email song, and then they didn't do nothing with it. I watched them. The social media is quiet. Like crickets, bro. The YouTube is quiet. I'm like, mm, okay, cool. Then I work with this guy who today, he's the best rapper. And we had conversations about this, which is Castillo. So he came to my studio. Is it? Mad, he, mad, mad, mad. Big man too. Yeah, big man too. Big like man he, too. he came to my studio because he Sniper knew. Sniper on digital platforms. I went, I went to college with this guy. Is right? it? And that's how I know him, right? So we went to college and other music. And then, and then was, he's from my ends. So he's, yeah, he's he, from, from, from um, Anwar West, West. Yeah, he's West, from my ends. So like, I used to see him about, and then one day he was like, yeah, bro, you got a studio. I want to record a song. He came there blind. He'll tell you this to this day. I said, bro, do a verse, this 16, done this. And I learned really, I knew anyway, in that moment, the producer's more about engineering the song. It's not really about making the beat and recording. So anyway, I showed him how to record a song. He took it. We recorded a song that was terrible. So I basically said, look, we're going to re-record the song. I went over it last night. This is the hook. I'll tell you this. And then we made the song. But what I'm trying to tell you is that the work effort. He came there every week and he had no ego. He came every week, he took my advice. Mm. He came there, he promoted the hell out of the song. Mm -hmm. That was the first song I recorded in my life that got played in a club, bro. Like, so I realized that really, it's not even how good you are. You could be an average rapper, bro. You could be okay, it shows you. But if you put the work in, 
yeah. you're going to get the results. That's but, a fact. But, but, but what is that? It's execution. It's not just putting blind work yeah. in. No, no, like, of course. No, that, of course. That's, that's yeah, why yeah, I don't yeah. like saying putting in the work, right? Because I'll say this this way, right? Uh, technique is nine-tenths of determination, right? Mm, that's something mm. my dad used to teach me. As okay, a and it's the realest thing ever. By that, I mean... If somebody doesn't know the correct form to do a push-up, they can do a yeah. hundred push-ups a day. Right? The back. I will do exactly. Their <laughs> body will be deformed. They'll be worse than if they did no push-ups. Yeah. If I teach someone how to do push-ups the right form, and I say all you need to do is do thirty push-ups a day, you will literally see in my mind whole body change. But the amount of energy he's putting in is different. And I think um, when I was in sales, there was this thing called the eight working habits. So the first habit is have a great attitude. Second habit is uh, be on time. Second habit, third habit is be prepared. The fourth habit, which I I was at work and I was just thinking of it and I forgot, was 100% effort. But if that was me, I would change it. It's 100% efficiency. Okay. How efficient are you, right? Mm. Even Elon Musk had to say, you know what? I sleep six to seven hours because I see that if I sleep any more, it's a waste of time. Mm. If I sleep any less, it messes up my productivity. So as much as you might feel like, oh, I need to be in the studio, I need to be a lab rat. Mm. I used Dr. Dre. Once Dr. Dre became a lab rat, he he doesn't have that, uh, what's the word? That external factor of looking at your music and sitting down with it. He's mm. constantly in the studio. So he's never got that yeah, perceptive yeah. of, is this song really good? He's always just chasing the next one. That's mm. why I feel like, his is that why so people say like working with Dre is hard because he we can do the same verse over and over and over and over yeah, and yeah, over. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's it's good it's good as a producer for polishing people right and yeah. i feel like the reason why you feel like you need hard work because production is something you put into the work into right, 100%, right? production is all muscle memory cool i could give you a drum pad and You'll see a producer do the drum pad, but you don't know how many hours he's just been clicking that drum pad to have the certain rhythms and just have yeah, it in one take. Yeah, yeah. I, see, I see, let me tell you, people need to spend like a hundred hours. And bro, people think I'm joking. A hundred hours on your what, drum pad. What did they say? And, it's 10,000 10, hours? There yeah. we go, bro. But, but I say all, all big skills are made of a, a bunch of little skills. But all right, so the topic for today, right, is skeleton versus uh, full-fleshed, right? So by that, I mean... What music do people generally feel is better? The skeleton kind of music, the music where it's a little bit more bare bones, you can hear a bit more acoustics, right? Um, or the full-on, like, well, super-produced music, kind of Jodeci is really good with that, right? Um, if you didn't know this, Timberland actually came under the producer of Jodeci called Devonte Swing. He was in um, um, he was in this kind of collective with Missy Elliott and Jenna Wine. Okay, yeah, the yeah, basement, yeah, 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 right? you said, yeah. And Sister, um, mm. and Timberland has that very super produced sound, right? Mm. And I love it. I love it because Timberland, he feels the music so much, but he makes sure there's an echo and stuff. So, but for me personally, I always kind of like the skeleton of a record more because it allows the artist to put more of their polish on it, their own polish. Because I feel like when the beats full flesh, it's like, it's like a collaboration with the producer more than mm. anything else, right? I feel like it's the artist is giving words to the beat, not the beats given yeah. to the words, yeah. right? But that's me personally. So, for example, um, Bobby V had this song called Anon Anonymous with um, yes. and Timberland produced like, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, another one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, them drums are mad. Bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. That tune is like. 
I want to see the layers in on 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 bad. the software. It's mad, but it's 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 crazy. But when I think of that, I feel like okay, that was uh, kind of you know back in the day they didn't have like um, Timberland X this artist. That was basically that kind of song. It wasn't it wasn't like slow down, which I actually felt like oh that's Bobby V's song. Slow down, yeah, that get was me a big record, yeah, get yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, Where yeah, I feel yeah. like boom. Or Bob, Bob, Bobby V does it on a lot of records. He adds his own twist, like Miss Officer. I feel like Miss Officer is just as well as Bobby V's record as it is. Yeah, because yeah, when I think about the best part, right? Yeah. Wee, wee, okay. wee, wee. That, yeah. I think of the best part of the song. Hey. I literally listened to it for that that part. Weezy could talk shit all day. Yeah, yeah. Now I feel like get me for certain type of songs, yeah, the songs mm. you can listen to and the songs you can have a performance to. Mm-hmm. And the only way I can actually... Um, Compare the two mm-hmm. is Jay Z and, and Nas. When Jay Z and Nas had their beef, mm-hmm. I was more on the Jay Z side mm-hmm. because of the songs that he made. But I would sit down and love to go to um, a Jay Z concert because of the performance aspect of the songs. Nas was more about the lyrics, the deepness. I could sit down and listen to his album because of the songs and the lyrics and the deep. Yeah, so or like I would go to a Nas show. A Nas show might be boring because you're like. These songs are too like conscious, you know. So I think it's down to that. There's two songs that I'm gonna play that might make sense to what I'm saying. So the first one is called Love Yours, uh by J J. Cole. And that's like pretty simple lyrics. Nah, like, I know this one, I know this one. Yeah, and like just piano, drums. Yeah. That's got a feast, bro. Yeah, bruv, listen. <laughs> I, I need the snacks. What one? I'm good, I'm good. I got sandwich stuff. So I keep my weight in order, bro. Love yours. Love yours. And then and then also there was a song um that Jay-Z had on Blueprint uh free. Every day a star is born. Clap for him. Clap yeah, for him. Yeah, yeah, Clap for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes yeah. in on that, bruv. Bro. Even when I heard that, I was like, unknown rapper, innit? I didn't know anything about J. Cole at that point. So I was like, who is this guy, bruv? I didn't pay attention to him at that point. Um, and then I remember he had a song on 106 Apart called Who That Was. Who that? Who that? I got the flame. Yeah, that was really his first like, music video, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that I messed with, he's got a song called uh, Blow Up, right? Big tune. Yeah. La, la, la. You know, we should play it. We should play it. We should yeah, play it. Yeah, of course. Because that's a good example of he's got one skeleton massive, song and then massive. one song that's full I love that. that but I still listen to Friday Night Lights, bro. That, bro, is, that, 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 that mixtape is better than most people's albums. It was like an albums. album, bro. Like, my introduction to Cole was like, everyone was on Facebook talking about Cole, bro. And I was like, what the, who is this guy? J. Cole's the realest since Parker. J. Cole, I was like, like, cool. They really paid so much attention to him. Then my mum got married and then um, the other half family were playing Friday Night Lights, bro. And I've never heard, I've never heard music and not known who the artist and liked it so much. And it was definitely this, this project, bro, right here. Yeah, bro. And he took loads of old songs and yeah, he was hard still, I'm not gonna lie. I still play this to this. This is my one of my running songs. It's my list. Hey, this is a song for my hater. Yeah, y'all got me feeling like the greatest. Yeah. Hey, this is a song for my hater. 
absolute fire. Do you know? Do you yeah. know what what shows in Cole's early production? Yeah, it's like you can see the lyrical mind is very nice, right? The way he wants to say things, yeah. But he's got the Jay Z element. It's not actually Jay Z. He's got this Kanye like, in especially in the early days, this Kanye like sample production, mm. like. I could imagine Kanye producing that chart. I'm a bad la la like yeah, yeah. so much going on, but I feel like I'm in the stadium. Like I feel yeah, like I'm in the yeah, stadium yeah, yeah, yeah. when I listen to that song. You see the Kanye um, White Lives Matter shirt. Let's not really get into this. Right? <laughs> he just, he getting irate right. now. No, like, I, don't I, don't irate, I don't talk about that. I went on another podcast and had this conversation. Oh, did you? Okay, cool. I'm then. just going to put this right. Black okay. Lives Matter stole bare money. Yeah, yeah this is and, that's and, what I was going to yeah, say. Stole bare money. Yeah, you don't have to buy the t-shirt, bro. Like, like this whole thing is just say you don't believe in freedom of speech. I just want people to just admit you don't believe in freedom of speech because the man can say whatever the fuck he wants. He's right, rich, it, it's not even he's rich. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> the only difference is, he lives a life where he 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 can. He's got fu money, right? And the whole point is, everybody really does want fu money. Everybody wants the right to to have their own opinion. But there's this very envious nature that we have where when someone has fu money and does what we wish we could do. It's like attack him and it's like, where was the same vim for Black Lives Matter for robbing all the money, bruv? When you get the money back from Black Lives Matter, then you can attack Kanye from White Lives Matter. So you're on his side then? I'm not even on his side. I I just feel like black people choose what they're outraged about. That's true. And and the outrage is never... um, it's, It's like being outraged for the sake of being outraged, right? Yeah. He's done a new Breakfast Club, no, Drinks Champ mm-hmm. as well. I ain't watched it yeah. yet. But, yeah, but then madness. also you've got, and then this is what I've, you've got to realise, right? This man has been um, sectioned, put on psychiatric drugs, um, has lost his mum, has lost his kids. And he was he saying lost about, his kids, but uh, well, he, not lost his kids, but being taken away from his kids. The media called him a, a stalker because he bought the, the house, house. Yeah, next door. But yeah, he yeah. wants to be around his kids. He was saying that. When he broke it down, it was so deep, bro. It's so real. No, it's like, oh, when, he's, when he was young, he moved to Chicago because his mum got a job uh-huh. and moved away from his dad. And he's told his dad to come. And his dad was like, no, nah, I'm not going to Chicago. And then, like, he wasn't around his dad for his years because his dad lived in another a state or something. Yeah. And I was like, right, that's and sick. Listen, now he's rich. If, he can if, just if, like if you buy the, the house. Because he's rich. Be yeah, he can just buy the house next door so he can see his... Yeah. <laughs> and then my thing is, yeah, we, did, we did it with Tyrese, but Tyrese was a bit more... Tyrese is funny, right? Baby mum was a bit... No, but I'm saying where he was like, somebody bring back my baby. Like, like we laugh. Yeah. But you got custody but, of his daughter, isn't it? Or his no, daughter. But, but, but let's be real. As black people, we should not laugh Re- I know it's bad. It's yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. funny, but the yeah. truth is, we should not laugh and attack a black man who wants to be in his daughter's life. Of course, that not. much. No, of course, we really shouldn't, right? Because in the next lyric, it'll be like, "Men ain't shit. Men ain't this. Men ain't that." This is it. But then we're gonna really throw that at him. I laughed because it was just more because of his reaction, right? But then also, what I didn't know. Um, I think someone from the Nation of Islam said that is that he came out and apologized after that because he was on certain psychiatric drugs. So that's why he made the video. Apologized about what? The somebody bring back my baby. 
Oh, Tyrese. Yeah, he was, oh. he was on antidepressants or something. So oh, this wow. is the real thing that we're not talking about. In America, there's an opioid kind of issue. And then everybody's talking about Molly's and Percocet. And, stuff like that. and then all these artists, if you look at um, got, got, um, Chris future, Brown. Man, Miley, no, no, but <laughs> the thing is, Future goes to sleep at nine o'clock and drinks green tea. But there's no way he does drugs. Like, And he even said, I don't do the drugs that I speak about. Bruv, do you see the shine on that man's forehead? That man is in bed with shine with, on his with, forehead, you know. In bed with his lounge wear, yeah, and and his Versace sheets at nine forty-five, bruv, drinking some hot cocoa, bruv, mm. with some organic hazelnut milk or something. He's, do you know what I'm saying? With some sin, he's not, he's not taking drugs. Do you know who's taking drugs? Chris Brown. Yeah, we yeah. know this. Chris, no, no, but we Chris Brown that, is, 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 if you've seen Ray, right? You know when Ray got really bad and he started scratching his teeth and shuffling his yeah. shoulder? Yeah. Chris Brown has those, because remember, opioids are heroin, right? Chris Brown has that, those mannerisms in interviews and Usher really, came back not, and said, brought him on stage and said, you're a legend, I love you and this, that and the other. But then it's like, it's like what Kanye said, it's really fake love. Because how can I know that you're skinny? You're literally starting to look like a rich meth head. He's looking, no, I'm being serious. Smart. He's literally looking like that. And I know he's dancing, but if you go yeah, and watch, like watch, watch Chris Brown from five years ago, you can see how much he slowed down. I'm not saying he can't move. I can't. I'm not saying I don't want no beef with him in a dance battle. But I'm just saying, I'm comparing yeah. the best comparison you can do is someone to themselves. So you yeah, can see yeah, the yeah. degeneration, right? Generation, so yeah. if you go like right, um, ten years ago when he was just came back and he made deuces and all that other stuff. Yeah, he yeah. was on fire. I understand he was 21 and that, He's but younger. you slowly watch. You can see the. De- but I can literally, if his skin gets any tighter, I will see his bones, right? It's 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 ridiculous. And I'm seeing my man on stage and his top off, and I'm like, bruv, you ain't got people around you who... But, and it shows in his albums. It's like, bruv, why is your album 30 this? 30? You don't have people around you to say, sit the fuck down, bro. Sit the fuck down. Mm. You fucking all these bitches having all these... Sorry, sorry. But... But you've got a kid here, you've got a kid this, you've got this. It's like, and I hate when people, because Kanye looks like he's away from all those type of people now, right? But, and the reason why I say this in, in, in the space of Kanye West is like, bro, you, you, you live life on a peasant. We all live life on a peasant level. If we're not making, um, look, the first level is getting into the classroom. You're not making 40, 50, 60 bags right you're, you're living on the peasant level if you're not making 100 grand you're not even able to go on the big boy casino you can't even afford the chips do you get me right we're talking people on the million dollars multi-million dollars billion dollar level think about how much stress your work gives you and you make fucking 25 grand a year mm. what do you think my man has to do for a, a thousand times more than that or ten thousand times that wage so i think the thing about us as human beings is we're shouting at Kanye West and it's quite hypocritical mm. and saying he should be compassionate. And he didn't say black lives, lives don't matter and this and another. He was making a point, right? And you're judging him based based off your initial emotional reaction. But in life... If, but black if, people are going to be more upset than any people. But why are we upset with him? 
what you're gonna burn his Yeezys? Okay, you you bought them in the first place. Like I don't I don't understand this this fake outrage. Like like do you know it just sickens burn me. Burn his Yeezys. What it, the fuck's that gonna do? But but it, you know it just, it just sickens burn me. Burn the penny you it's, brought. It's, it's just, it just sickens me. And then we we That's there's a guy amazing. called Charleston White. Right, I don't fully agree with him. But it's like all these rappers when they die and all this other stuff is bad. But you talk about murdering black people. You talk about look what our music says about each other. Like the men are, are calling women hoes. The women and look, hoes, hoes and women are different things. Uh, dogs and and men are two different things, right? You get me? I'm I'm I, I'm not saying there aren't certain people of that type, but not none of it is. When's the last time you've heard a a, a nice duet? Yeah, yeah. Do you want know saying bringing people together? Sure. Actually speaking emotions and for me the whole Kanye West thing and the, the reason why I'm getting irate and I'm getting upset, right? Is we don't have the means to um we don't have the means to buy into our own community and then we have the nerve to call all these people sellouts but if kanye west would have stayed in chicago somebody would have killed him just like all these other rappers right yeah. when when other people who are multi-million dollar rappers are saying oh when i see you i'm gonna slap you i'm gonna this right yeah, children yeah. are watching right and it's about the black children. So it's why, why I don't agree with um, in Caribbean households where people just beat their children, right? Because you you beat you beat your child and then your child gets into altercation at school and whoops someone else's ass and you're like, oh, I never taught you that. Yes, you did. Every time I did something, you didn't like, you hit me. So yeah, I'm just yeah, repeating yeah. that. So now, you, at, at what level, right, is it that million pound privileged people are going to constantly argue with Kanye West? constantly argue with Kanye West. So it's like even the richest and, and the most talented amongst us, we, we, we can't even seem to agree we're still violent. And you wonder why we have a social image of being violent. And saying I'm gonna beat someone up for wearing a white lives matter top, <laughs> right? Let me put it in the reverse situation, yeah? If there was if, if there was a white person who said, I'm gonna beat up anybody who wears a black lives matter top, what would you say? That's so madness. for me, for me, yeah. for me, it's the propagating violence it's because you don't like an idea. Yeah, I feel, I don't know, I'll just touch it on a tiny did, did, bit and I'll play the next song. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, play the next song, but um, I'm, 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 I'm a bit peed uh, off. I as feel you like Ye is the biggest, best music marketer in the world. And why I say that is because he knows how to create attention. That shit, he knew what he was doing when he took a picture with Candace Owens, of all people. Uh, uh, so I, I don't, swear. to be honest, I don't. And I like, don't he mind. knew what he was doing. All lives, he sees things that all lives matter. The whole point of it is like to bring attention to whatever he's doing. It was Fashion Week, innit? Mm -hmm. well, you come, you come, it was Fashion Week in Paris. And I know that because I work in Versace, right? Mm -hmm. And it was Fashion Week and he came to London. He was in, it was in London. Like he came Mad. To, did you see him? He was out there and he was in, in the crowd. And So anyway, he knows how to create attention to do what he's got to do. Yeezy is one of the biggest reasons why Kanye became a billionaire, right? It wasn't just music. Yeah, some part of music. But you got to see, at like, the beginning of his career, he was trying to make quality music. And then towards the end, when he became successful, he didn't really care. He put out Yikes and all these mad, like 2008 album, the Yay album. That was just like, it wasn't terrible, but I was just like, then he had, you could just tell when it was just, it wasn't about money, bruv. You were just trying to make music for whatever. Pablo, though, is, is definitely a big record. You don't like Pablo? My, no, no, my dark twisted fantasy. 20, yeah, we know that. But I'm talking about posts. Like, now nah, pa Pablo was good, but I feel like Yeezus was his um, experiment album where he yeah, became definitely. too big as an artist and got humbled. <laughs> he got humbled straight away. Yeah, but I feel like yeah, that was just great attention for real. And um, he knows what he's doing. 
He knows people are going to say shit. He knows black people are going to say shit. Well, that, that's like, my come issue. Come on now, white lives matter. As soon as you see that, but, but, it creates attention. But, so now, like, even when I'm only asking you that, because it's now a conversation amongst the masses. Mm. So he knows, like, he's not dumb. He knows how to market. To, he's probably going to drop an album soon, Donda 2 or whatever. So that's the, that's the game, bro. You've got to find ways to create attention to so people can listen to your music. But, that's where we are today, and that's bad. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, but he, he got a point where anyway, he's got diehard fans that's in the millions anyway. Regardless, they're that stands. So whatever you do, good or bad, fans are going to ride with you. Mm-hmm. So even if he loses a few streams, it's nothing. It's just yeah, because minor. It, because because fans, fans are, will pay two grand yeah, for, for the trainers. Right. My, my, I'm, I'm going to add to this. Or listen to his next album. Um, <laughs> I'm going to add to this with the, the thing with um, mm. black people, right? And people know, like, our emotional intelligence as a whole as a race as black people we're we're, we're not we're not older than 10 years old mm. right and people people are gonna hear this and be like what do you mean that's my point look how you reacted look look think about how you react to certain comments right and the reason why i'm impassionate about the whole kanye west thing is i've been kind of trained and conditioned through my life to just to never accept stupidity like just i do not accept stupidity right i give and i also i don't underestimate stupidity i fully am capable of knowing how stupid people are but i don't accept it it's like i believe or not accept it i don't tolerate it right Mm, because i have to accept it i feel like that it's like that in life right Mm. um there might be somebody with a certain behavior i accept that's their behavior but i'm not going to tolerate it stupidity is the one thing i do not have time for because stupidity is contagious right Mm, mm. stupidity kind of stupid stupidity is no 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 the people talking about Kanye because stupidity what it a lot of the times it comes in the form of a lack of emotional intelligence and like i said we're like we we don't we don't operate past like uh the 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 the, um late primary school early secondary school when it comes to things you look how we react to things and it's a everyone's quick to post something online or say something or throw shade and be funny but then it's Mm. just like we don't think critically think about the connotations of what we do because as black people right and i know we're not a monolith but whether you're caribbean you're african you're this you're that right as a people we are the coolest right so our attention is the most valuable right and then what makes other races not respect us is that we can literally change the cultural temperature if we decide to to move left we are like the most sensitive thermostat when it comes to culture Mm. we're the most sensitive for any yeah but we're the only ones who do not control our thermostat when it comes to culture the chinese man can control it the jewish man can control it this man you're saying some stuff about jewish people as well and yeah the thing and even that's what happened to Wiley. He said something about anti-Semitic and whatever, whatever. But the next record I'm gonna play is uh, Deja Vu by Beyonce. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh. Hey. Hi. Uh. Eight oh eight. Uh. Jay. Uh huh. Ready? Uh huh. Let's go get him. Uh huh. I used to run bass like Juan Pierre. Now I run the bass high hat in the snare. I used to bag girls like curtain bags. Now bag B. Boy, you hurting that? Brooklyn Bay, where they birthed me at. Now be everywhere the nerve of rap. The audacity to have me with them curtains back. Me and B, she about to sting and stand back. Things that I know can be in my dreaming. When I saw you walking past. 
honestly forgot how amazing that song is. <laughs> Bro, that's one of my best Beyonce records ever. Like, uh, and I've been really looking at like people's like success, isn't it? Like how people became successful, what are the traits? And Beyonce is literally up there. And I feel like one of the things that I look at with Beyonce is that she's a trained star. She started mm. off really young, like eight, nine, ten. And she she was born with it. You know, people that are born with it. Kelly Rowland was talking about the other day to Angie Martinez. Like, how was it being growing up, literally growing up with Beyonce? She's like, Beyonce just has it. She's just a workaholic. Mm. Like, back to that work thing. Like, she just has that thing of that drive. So when people look at her and they might look at somebody else, it's that want. Kelly don't want to be sitting in the studio and not going to toilet and eating and being not there for a year or whatever it is. Beyonce is like, at all costs, I want to do what's best for the show. When Beyonce done Chokella, um, she smashed it, bruv. She smashed it, bruv. And I was like, right, at this point in your career, you're mm. still on it. And I'm like, right. Like, so it's like very... She dropped this this project in particular. She dropped this album on her birthday, bro. And she's done, I think, seven... Yeah, she released seven singles and then seven... Yeah, that yeah, that's B-Day album. She's done seven singles and seven videos, bruv. And I was like, rah, that's mad. Like, that's why she's B, bruv. <laughs> do you know, song, do, do, you know do you know what I say about Beyonce? Especially in a le, le, with a lot of music. Jeez. Her mu- music in her later years. Not been the biggest fan, but the one thing I love about Beyonce, right? There'll be a song that I don't really give a damn about. I will see Beyonce perform it. I'll be like, that's the greatest song ever. <laughs> like, in that moment, I'll be like, damn. Yeah. Damn. Like, I think Beyonce's music is excellent. It's not mastery level. It's not, I'm not going to put it in my clockwork. Yeah, people right? try and say, oh, yeah. she's this day's Michael Jack. That's what it's No, no, no. Well, I, d- I don't put it close to Confessions or 8701. Honestly, I think it's... Of course, yeah. yeah. Um, like, I'd rate a lot more albums do but do you know what it is is her show is that it's not oh she's the female michael jackson no she is beyonce she stands right next to the uh, him on on that pedestal when it comes to performance you can't mess with her when it comes to performance don't care what you say right watch michael jackson perform watch beyonce perform they're in the same league watch janet jackson perform yeah watch um I'd, I'd say even Usher's not in that league of performance. I'm just being real with it. Yeah? Because yeah? the way she performs and she practices, she's a maniac. That, that, do, do, do you know what it is? It's that ability to drop whatever you're doing and your whole life for six months Bro, is just I've stage. seen, when I watched the Netflix documentary of, of Homecoming, it's called Homecoming, mm-hmm. and when she was doing the Coachella thing, that's why I mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Bro, it's like behind the scenes, brother, you could see her like, ah. Oh, architecting everything and everybody like her thing was so sick she was like i'm about inspiration and black people going forward bruv everybody was black bro the lighting guy the dancers this and that everybody was black so the, her thing was like she wanted coachella to be a black thing and if, if you remember during the super bowl mm. that was mm. like she done a yeah. song which is talking about my nostrils my black she was really trying to show oh, was it formation where formation. she came out there yeah, yeah. yeah exactly so and she came out like the black Panthers. yeah, yeah the, like the black Panthers and that so and um, I think her her success, a lot of it is down to her dad being a manager, bro. No, because mum being the stylist. <laughs> yeah, because like, imagine living, you're literally living every day in and day out the thing, bro. You're not even like, even if you go home and switch off, yeah, they might say, oh yeah, Beyonce tomorrow, make sure you do it. You're like, dad. You're yeah, like, but what, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know what I mean? Then there's points though, obviously, where it became too much, where it's like, right, you're my dad, isn't it? Like, you've never done that bit. And that's what she was saying. So anyway, like, 
that record was big for me because Dark Child was one of my favorite producers, Brandy B. Before, like, you know what I mean? The world, most of this is just career. A lot of the big records were done by uh, Dark Child and then obviously uh, Brandy and stuff like that. So, yeah, I love that. It was musical. There's a lot of music in that song. And even the beginning, which is like bass, hi-hat, snare. I love that when she's talking like with the with the beat. So, yeah, man, that's that's my that's my record there. Right. And, um, so, so I, I got, I got one for you, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's called. You know who Eric Benet is? Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, in the end, put that one in. I heard some news from a friend of mine, struggling with the woes of life, just broken down as rain kept steady pouring. We questioned and we philosophized, but the only truth that we surmised is rain will fall, so the rose will keep on growing. Sometimes it's hard to understand how fate can deal with such a heavy hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in I'll let you hear the bridge for yourself in your own time. Okay, yeah, yeah, love, fine. love, no, but, I like but, that. But I, I like that song because there was one lyric. Was it, what is it? I need to find it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go speak, what would you think of that tune? Yeah, yeah, I like it, man. Obviously, it's like a nice, I call it a ballad. It's just like straight guitar and singing. And that's like the rawest form of music. Yeah, get me acoustic, you, you get know, me. And that's, that's what, you know, I'm not going to lie to you, Ed Sheeran maybe like this kind of music. Because before, I don't know well, when I've done music, bruv, like open mics wasn't really for urban rappers and R and B and it was more for these guys, bruv, like, you know, acoustic guys and like, you know, when Ed Sheeran used to just go on stage, bruv, with like Glastonbury or whatever, millions of people with just a guitar, bruv, and him, bruv. <laughs> I was so, like, Ed Sheeran, like, he killed it, man. Like, what is it? I think it's autograph. One if it's autograph or I was thinking out loud. One of them songs anyway, we're just sick, yeah, bruv. Yeah, definitely. So for me, there's like a few songs, right, where there's always two bars that are in my head, mm. right? The 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 song where I feel like that made me want to write lyrics, that made me say, "Yo, I have to write." Yeah, um, was um, "Rock with You" by Michael Jackson, right? And he had okay. this this line, nice. "Yeah, there's a magic that must be love." And I was mm. like, "Wow, Bruv, all those bars just so you can get some pom pom." But but I'm saying, yo, and then in this song, right, these are my favourite two bars, like, ever in a song. Like, just on a philosophical kind of manner, it says, I know that life has a funny way of bringing out the best by bringing on the pain. I feel like anybody who's been through something where we've all, well, I'm not saying, I'm not the firm thing of, oh, we're all depressed, we need meds and stuff. But mm. we've all experienced depression. Depression is when we're stuck in life and we're drifting and we don't know where we're going. And it's, it's almost like your spirit's eating at yourself itself because you're not feeding it, right? Do you know what I'm saying? You're not you're not doing what you're supposed to do on this earth. You're not just here to... We spoke about this yesterday, me and my sister. And it was mm. so... We can speak about anything. But um, I was speaking about like, like that, like depression, bro. I feel like everyone's been through it. Mm. But I'm, my thing is, why would you want to sit on something? That's gonna grow and manifest yourself in neg- like bigger, mm-hmm. rather than getting on with your life. So my thing is, I get on with life with regards to the problems. Some people are like I can't do nothing until my problems are solved. You know. So I don't know. What's your take on that? I don't really. My my agree take with is, that. is life is about 
it's, it's a constant game of Tetris. It's about becoming a problem solver, right? Mm. So today you're going to have no problems. You're always going to have problems. And it's not that the game gets easier. It's just you get better. And I think once you, like, um, someone said this, I think, the, the guy that everybody's pissed off about, Andrew Tate, said this, and it's very true. It's like, Tate. Big up Tate, man. Yeah, he said, if that that problem will not be a problem in a year, it's not a problem. Mm. And I've, I've fully F with that, because I get what you're saying, because it just means it's a hindrance right now. It's right now, oh, I can't move in this direction, but eventually it'll go away. Do you got what I'm saying? Mm. Like, cool. Say you get sentenced and you're in jail for a year. Okay, it's not, I'm not going to be in jail next year. My my term's only a year. Cool. What am I going to do in the meantime? And I think the, the biggest thing that we kind of not really understand about depression, right, is it's okay to not feel okay, right? Everything has an ebb and flow. You're not going to be in this happy paradise your whole life. It's okay. But everybody who, who you know and you love is going to die. You might die first. You might be the lucky one. You might not have to see them die. That is like, and I have this saying that I tell myself every morning when I get myself in a cold bath, right? In the morning. I don't care if it's winter. It's to shock the system. Yeah. And how do you relax? Your body heats up after a while. Shivering breath. Yeah. But I say joy and pain are one and the same. And by that, I generally mean the pain in something will lead to joy. The joy in something will lead to pain. Right, easiest easiest point of view, right? If you get caught in the jaw, the joy, sorry, of um, having unprotected sex, you might have the pain of having a baby. <laughs> yeah, well, it so, doesn't be pain because you're not having a baby. No, you're, but it's you're, no, you're, but there's pain the woman, because the woman, maybe. no, but I'm saying the struggle where it comes. There's a mentality oh, change. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Everything is pain. Pain comes with joy. Do you know what I'm saying? When you work out, mm. yeah, and you got to eat your food. The the joy you get from your food is because of the pain you put in. Mm. So they're one and the same. So it's like yin and yang. Is, anytime something good is happening, I'm already ready to clear out something bad because I understand that. Let's say every everybody. Let's say everybody has their own magical circle and it's their own size. And some people can fit a lot of stuff in their circle. Some people can only fit a small stuff in their circle, right? And the way life works is. Your circle's got a limit. If you can only fit 10 things in your circle, you can only fit 10 things in your circle. If they can only fit five things in their circle, they can only fit five things. Whether it's big things, small things, there's a certain area you have. Once you want something in life, right, you've got to sacrifice something in that circle. Beauty thing about, beautiful thing about life, especially as a man, as as you get bigger and stronger and better, your, your circle of influence and your circle of gravitas grows where you can hold more things at once. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? When you're young, it's just hard to hold a girlfriend, but ask a man who's got a wife, kids, this, that, and a work, he can do it. But 20 years ago, he could probably couldn't do it. And I feel like depression comes a lot of the time because we're, we're trying to sprint a, a thing called a marathon. And if, somebody, if you told every marathon runner, you have to sprint the whole marathon, nobody would complete. Mm, mm, mm. No, you're right. You're right. Now I hear you still. Mm. Uh, yeah, I just want to jump on that because yeah, people like to talk about it. But Tate, Tate is a done. Tate is like saying some people don't want to hear, and that's basically. I, I, I like Tate because he's sick, he, he he's he good for men. Four, he's a four-time kickboxing champion. Yeah, yeah. He's a pimp. Yeah, don't get it <laughs> twisted. He is a pimp. Yeah, he 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 got the pum pums. He got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, hundreds, hundreds. And 
he was national chess champion for Indiana State at six, right? Now, if you play chess with a kid who avidly plays chess, you will realize how crap you are, right? Mm. And I'm talking about the average person. I'm not talking about um, um, the pe- the ones who compete. So uh, even if his, let's say his intelligence level never increased from that. So he was six, he beat someone who was, I think five, sorry, he's five. And he beat someone who was six, 16, right? Bro, the, it, it, let's say his is is in which is not likely. His intelligence level never increases from that. He's still smarter than most people, mm. just just from having that level of ability, right? Because when remember when you're young, experience difference is a big margin. So if you're five and then a person sixteen, they could have been playing chess from they were five, so they've already mm. got nine years on you. Yeah. Or even if they were playing it from eleven, they've already got five years on you, mm. and their brains more developed. Do you get what I mean? So yeah. for me, when I look at what he says, it's like, well, it's kind of like how I feel about Kevin Samuels. You, women especially, right? And I say society needs to stop telling men how to feel about things because we feel how we feel. And you feel like his cancellation was like unjust. His cancellation is there just because um, his influence on men. Like, it's, but it's but young I feel men. like it's yeah, yeah but I feel like he's saying what men need to. This sounds mad. He's saying what men need to be. I think we're walking around with a lot of soft men, a lot of men that feel like you need to be. Right, we, there's nothing wrong with it, but this is what no, I've been there told, is something wrong with flowers it. and being uh, nice. And, I'm 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 disagreeing you know, with you. There's bro. a balance though. No, bro, there's a balance. No, bro, there is something wrong with it because if we got invaded by Russia, would you want to fight with these men right now? <laughs> I hear you still. No, so so I don't like when so, someone says, "Oh, there's nothing." No, there is something wrong with it because fundamentally, I would not want to die with these guys. I'll probably join Russia, mm. as crazy as it sounds, because, bro, these skinny pants, nail varnish wearing yeah. guys who can't even throw a punch, who can't even get into boxing position because their pants are so tight, and you think I'm gonna go to war with you? I hate you. No, so my my thing is because I got bare weak man around me, and I show man like, bro, you need to be more stronger, bro. Yeah. The two things I want to know Yo. is one, if there's a there's five man in there, Iron ain't running nowhere, bro. Iron fighting with me. Well, right. to be honest, Number it's one, what on what you're on. If we're here, don't run away. No, if we're here, and I see you're giving me the look out the window, we're both out of the window. That that's because my thing is. In, in everything, it's about moving your life. But I'm not going to leave you. There's very difference. I'm gonna, okay, I'm, gonna, what, I'm, gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna order ball it because I, I'm, I'm a realistic guy. If five men come in, it's like shit. Well, I look, there's no window. Okay, cool. Well, I'm killing two of them and I'm dying. That, that, that's my mentality. Okay. If it's an escape, I'm looking because I came with this person and I think this is a thing that men don't have, which is an honourable right is. Don't hang around someone you don't want to protect. Yeah, like I right? wouldn't run away and leave you get beaten up. So yeah, 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 yeah. Myself. yeah, but my thing is, don't I? So, for example, if I don't like the character of who you are as a person, right? And I, I wouldn't, I, 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 I would run either. I don't yeah, want a guy but, be like, but, yeah, bruv, let's run. Like, bruv. yeah, but no, because I was always taught, bruv, that there's bare bat, um, there's bare pussies who are alive and bare mad, bad man in the ground. Don't feel like you're too bad, and that was from a bad man, mm. right? Because even bad men have to leave certain situations. Yeah, no, hundred yeah? percent. No, so I'm definitely. keeping it real. I'm not going to be like, oh, every time a hundred. I need to assess the situation. But the the one thing is, is when shit kicks off, right? Yeah, 
you've got to to be very aware of what's around you when shit kicks off. I don't care who you are. left real easy, real quick. Yeah. Real, real, and yeah, yeah. and it's like I said, understanding that you shouldn't be around someone you want to be, you don't, you can't protect. So for example, I don't hang around, walk around with people. I wouldn't be in the studio if I didn't feel a certain level from you as a man. Where mm. it was just like, I don't, I don't like this guy. So if something happens, <laughs> I, I'm not gonna protect him. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's how I was just taught growing up. Don't hang around people you don't want to protect. If shit gets sticky with this person, why are you around them? Yeah. If, if you don't really have that. So same way, if, if, if it's like, bruv, if you don't want to protect this gal on the road, don't walk on the road with her. Mm. Right? It's just that simple. Mm. Don't. It's the same way. But a lot of men have this kind of attitude where it's just like. I'm going to call the police, right? I was saying there's not a time and place to call the police, right? A lot of people are civilians. If guns pop, call the police, 100%. Protection is one thing. And this this is uh-huh. this is across the board as well. This is with your friends and with, I'm with a girl. Get your money in order. I don't know a broke nigga around me. You, if you have, if you have, if you have, have money around you since 16, in your 30s, you shouldn't be telling me you can't have, you haven't got credit on your phone, bro. Everyone has different situations, but what I'm saying is, I agree get, with get, that. Get, get your money in order, number number two. Yeah, yeah, like, it's 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 okay to no be kids. broke. Kids, no kids. You it's it's it. okay to be broke. It's not okay to be poor as a man when you're at and a certain age. Free, get gal. There's certain man. Again, same thing. If you've been around girls from 16, you should have enough confidence. Rejection is normal, right? I get rejected all the time. But it's about being confident with women, bro. Okay. Yeah, and don't be thirsty, bruv. Don't, I don't want to go in a club. One thing I hate when man is running down that shit, bruv. I'm like, but, bro, bro, just bro, be calm, bruv. Bro, if, if, I, if I'm going to keep it real with you, when I was younger, I was running down that yeah, that's different. No, but I'm, I'm no, because I'm, 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 I'm defending from this perspective, oh, oh, right? Hey, okay. is you, I don't know when you start. For me, I, I felt the flips. Look, I felt there was a few switches, but I didn't feel the dim, dimmer fully come on. So the full bright of my light until about 25, or even after that, 26, okay. 25, 26. Oh, that's not even that, that long ago. Then, then, yeah, I'm 28 now. So yeah. I'm just being real. Didn't mean I didn't get anything. Yeah. But I, I got things through osmosis. By that, I mean. I just happened to be handsome and the girl wanted me. So, so you didn't and I pursue, shot my mouth. You didn't pursue the women. Yeah, but then I wasn't I wasn't getting it on a regular because I couldn't hunt. The fish was just jumping into my hands. And, and then I couldn't choose the fish I wanted. So it was like, boom. Look, and I'm advanced because majority of men, it doesn't really start popping for their thirties, right? I was just around the dudes who were getting gal from we were 13. I got my first piece when I was 15, right? And the only reason I got it as 15 is because every man was lying in school saying, yeah, I'm not a virgin, this, that, and other. And then the competitive element came in me and be like, bro, I just said something, I'm just personally not. Boom. And it happened. Boom. Because I was just so focused on it. And then when I left school, I realized all these men them were still virgins. A lot of them didn't lose their virginity till after school. And then that's when I got caught up in that man them just lie. Yeah, like 100%. they just yeah, lie yeah, yeah. and my thing is is bruv i can be around a rubber because i know what to wear around a rubber i ain't gonna wear nothing too nice mm. right I, I can be um around a shooter i can be around uh, a drug dealer can't be around a liar because there's nothing you can say that's gonna make me trust you yeah yeah and that's my thing about man lying so i get what you're saying and i think the biggest issue is um don't make pussy brock you by that, I mean, do not let Pum Pum be the reason you ain't got money. Don't be like, oh, because I'm going to, to to a date with this 10 out of 10 chick. Cool. Let me tell you something, right? 
some of the and this is for all the man some of the prettiest girls like carpet bro. Never heard bro, bro, <laughs> by that i mean you're just rubbing against them and it's burn they're dry they don't because because they're used to giving up nash um at almost like a kind of like prostitutes they're like boom but the worst thing is the prostitutes gonna gonna give you some good sex because at least they want the return customer they know how to f because they yeah that's taught, their job they're taught to do that like, like i remember what well, was this time ago like you know they move <laughs> you know certain girls don't move like and that's the thing it's like girls lay on their back and it's the leg ones easy no 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 sorry it's the leg ones with nobody yeah yeah a hundred percent it's the leg ones with the pretty face and nobody and also partly because they're insecure right because if if you got a little pancake patty and uh, little, uh, you get li- 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 uh, tr- like like your areola are bigger than your breasts, kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? Bruv, it, it's it's they don't feel confident in their body. They that's why those kind of girls stand up and look pretty, and they don't dance because they're trying to not make a fool of themselves a lot of the time, mm. right? Because they don't have the body type. Do you get what I'm saying, right? So, um. And, and that's where a lot of the BBLs and stuff come from. It comes from the insecurity of not just what I look like naked is like how I'm perceived when I dance. It's it's, it's not just, oh, I, I want to look like this. It's just there's a lot of confidence from having an adequate body. Mm. The same way if a guy is super skinny or super fat or something, there's there's a lot that comes from an adequate body, right? Yeah, um, and that's, do you know what I'm saying? Because I could... Because I work out, I could go find a white, the, the right white tee and t-shirt and look better than a man in designer because the man who has the designer is borrowing the credibility of the designer yeah, rather yeah, than yeah, yeah. the actual body, the actual frame, right? Yeah. And like I, I say, when, we, when, when you train, you should train to look good naked. You shouldn't train to look good in clothes. No, I'm serious. Because that way you're focusing on on the finish line rather than the person's back, right? What's your most attractive thing about a female? Waistline. But you can't see that. You can't. Can well, I can see that. I can feel that That's when I grip you. That's the most attractive thing about a woman, your waistline. Yeah, I love wow. girls. But, and then especially girls, they all got the crop tops. I'm seeing your waistline so straight you away. like skinny things then. Yeah, no, no, no skinny things, but I do with slim thick. Um, I used to be on the the the, the thick side, no, nothing too much to BBW, not 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 that that size, but but it'd be BBW but white people standards, not black people standards. If that makes sense. So boom, I used to do that, right? Um, I liked it. I liked the ricochet. I liked the 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 way. It, boom, boom, boom. So for me, doing that, and then I, I messed with a Chinese thing one time, bruv. Oh my god, never again, bruv. I was upset because I've got realized. No, it's not even that. It's not even that. It's 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 it's, it's, it's like you're clapping the ironing board. It don't feel good, right? We're both gonna be like, how can you speak about like this? Look, let's let's act like you don't speak about man's penis and this that and that other when things happen. This is how we really sound as men, right? So for me, my Mm. biggest issue was um, what I especially I started to understand is the the more emotionally connected. The, the woman is the better sex is anyway so going around and that's why nobody is ever satisfied from all this um hookup culture 
because for the wo- woman to is be there a culture because I think people have always been hooking up. No, no, no. Well, we started it. I look at like our generation started it. Remember there was a tune where it's like, all you do is make love to me. Mm-hmm. I'm just a link. We were the first ones who were saying it S- to you. You get me? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, we we had them. We had them bangers. You know, channel you and that. Yeah. Yeah. Or ch- and then channel AKA after it. For me, honestly, I think. Um, when it comes to all, 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 all this girl things, right? I, I want men to be very honest, right? Having a woman around you is very important, right? It just is that counterbalancing energy, right? You can feel a man who hasn't hanged around women, whether it's his sisters, whether it's some beautiful women, whether it's his girlfriend, whether it's Ting, whether it's his side chick, whether it's his general friend, right? Yeah? Because women soften men if you're around men all the time you're going to be hard all the time right and you don't want to be hard all the time quote unquote around a bunch of men that's why i don't like men who get mad at their brethren for linking them less when they have a girlfriend because who does that? because because no sometimes you link your brethren less because that's now normal. you've got a normal transition though like, i, I want to yeah. jump on that because females yeah, can be mad Men know, like, bro, it's your guy, but it's like, bro, like, that's a natural progression. You got a girl, you're gonna spend time with her, especially if it's a new relationship. Yeah, I don't look at it. Me personally, anyway, I've never complained to any of my guys doing that. But it's like, from a man's perspective, that's a bit mad. Still, well, what women? What? I get it because you have real. Yeah, women have more best friends. Men don't really have the best friend vibe. So, if your best friend starts hooking up with a new guy. Yeah, you're gonna be like, bro, we done everything together, you know. So, yeah, but I get it from a woman's standpoint. From a man. I don't think I'll ever understand that, but yeah. yeah. But more, more time is just man or jealous, right? And not of a some, no, 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 of you. Oh, because you got guaranteed pum pum now. Fair enough, right? A lot of these men, even if they got high body counts, they're not retaining the women, right? Now that doesn't mean that they're not putting the game down. Mm. But remember this: if if she's a hoe, she's fucked a hundred guys, mm. right? What's gonna differentiate you, you and her? There has to be some sort of, even if she's a hoe, because the the D don't really matter to her. It's it's just a supplement at this point. Mm. It's it's not it's not. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not good slow cooked food. It's just a supplement. It's like a it's a, like a protein shake to her because she's had so many bodies. But when it comes to it, it's that connection. And um, what happens is I was saying this right. You, are, you women as women are vessels. Men are we're, we're like our own. Um, drink or beverage right the more we uh pour into another beverage right a little of whatever residues left in that container gets into us do you know what i'm saying so it's almost like we're champagne but every time you pop and open the champagne the fizz is not the same do you know what i'm saying and the same way with women if you put this and this and you mix all these drinks all of a sudden you have this black drink and you don't know what's inside it yeah because you've got too many things and i think what what we don't speak about as black people in black culture is that promiscuity can mess up us up as men because we then build a habit of getting new pump pum all the time that when we're around the we, we got so caught up in playing the game that we forgot that we were doing it for the prize and when the prize shows up we still want to play the game and we fall in love with playing the game because we built a habit of having sex with new people and this and other and that's a very dangerous thing for a man because the more uh, w- women are naturally um, multipliers, but because they're multipliers, they're energy takers, right? Mm. So they take your energy and they multiply it, right? That's why 
if you uh, abuse a woman, she will be crazy as hell and mash up your whole life. <laughs> yeah, because yeah? you're just multiplying it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, boom. If 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 you if you give her love, she'll do all this stuff in a relationship. She'll sort this out. That's multiplication. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you 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 have an idea. She'll do all the tedious things to organizing. She's a multiplier. But like anything that that you multiply, you can't. Anything multiplied by zero is zero, right? Mm. So a lot of the times is you've got to find that one woman who's the right multiplication for you. Do you know what I'm saying? And you have to understand your purpose and what number you are in life. So say, if I'm, for example, I'm the number four, right? And in life, I want to land on 20. I need to find a girl who's a five as a multiplier. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? But a lot of us, and I'm just using this as an analogy, a lot of us do not understand ourselves. Mm. So a lot of the times we hurt ourselves in the pursuit of self-love. Yeah, that's it. Because we don't know ourselves. We don't know ourselves. We don't we don't know this is what I want. This is what I want from a situation. I want oh. this. A lot of men hear monogamy and just think of monogamy, but they only know monogamy because of the internet. But give it twenty years ago, they would have been a one woman man. Right? Do you have the headache for monogamy? Mm. Sorry, polygamy. Do you have the headache polygamy, for yeah, polygamy? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Do you do you have the headache for it? Because that's we're true. not talking about um I, this is what I hate about polygamy. Everybody who looks at polygamy makes it a sexual thing. When why sex is just a part of the relationship, and sex used to be a part of the relationship that came after the relationship was formed. Mm. Right when you're already people only used to have sex with people when they were in a relationship, or sex with people when they were married. To be honest, so I think we kind of put the cart before the horse, and uh, in a lot of these circumstances, we don't understand how toxic we are to 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 ourselves right because we don't know what's good for ourselves so if you don't know what's good for yourself you might feed yourself the wrong thing yeah no definitely man definitely man you got some good energies bro <laughs> i'm a poet bro i have to Literally, i have man. to i have to it's, it's real talk because i know yeah. you feel what i'm saying no no i get you no we've been there man and we talk and i feel like yeah, yeah man we're still growing and i remember like and yeah. and that was my point. Don't be too harsh on the man who can't get gal yet, because the majority oh, of them be are only getting it in the the their thirties and forties. Yeah, like, yeah but you're on the same kind of wavelength maybe. of me. So yeah, yeah, that's true. So you probably yeah. were around guys who were getting it from early, early. and then yeah. you've seen it's got you've seen now. you've seen A star level. Yeah. You're on like B plus A mm. A level, right? Mm. But you're seeing A and A star level. So mm. you you you. And because that's the only thing you're seeing, you're thinking that's the standard, mm. right? But then when you go to see the standard with men and you see what C level's like, it's like, damn. When you see what D level's like, mm. it's like, bro. Like, men are generally sex. suffering from loneliness. Well, well, sex is always hard to come by for men. That's why porn exists. That's why strip clubs and, and, and prostitution exist, right? Mm. But you've got to look at it as at some point, you have to just love rejection. You know, and now I'm seeing like, my niece and nephews, they're growing up now. And I remember talking to my sister yesterday about the same thing of like, do you know how many years it takes to, like you said, know yourself? That whole decade of your 20s, that's just a test in the waters, bruv. When well, you get to your 30s, in my opinion, because I'm 34, that's when you really grow. Because you've I, had but a whole decade of like life and knowing I, I, I disagree. I think black people are just underdeveloped. Right. You reckon? Nah. Yeah. Do you that, know what I'm saying? I think it's a Pacific personal. It's not about no, race. Oh, I, I, there's I, people that mature younger and mature no, later. I'm, 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 I'm going to tell you why. Race. Because when you look at Nothing to do when blackness. you look at our history and you look at the things we've done, right? Yeah. And we go, let's just say, even to the civil rights movement and stuff, 
that man knew their destiny quick and was working quick towards it right i think one we're underdeveloped right because of the way we raise our children now yeah right yeah and a lot of it still come from slavery which is a survival mechanism right number two we also um don't realize um how how much we do not let our children express their spells mm. right so I no you're wrong one. you're this you're that. that and 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 was it was it depression is just the repression of expression right so when you're not able to express yourself you repress it and then you put it to deep rest so then it pops out later on in the years and all these kids are like oh i'm depressed i'm this and the other it's because they've had this thing with the internet where they can say what they want but then in their household they can't approach their mom or dad about the same kind of subjects so you're seeing the kids are underdeveloped it's kind of like and it's also people are underdeveloped because people are so become so egotistical nowadays where it's like back in the day it's like my child could be wrong my child could be this now it's like everybody's like no my child is right my child is this my child is that where your child is not learning to adapt to the world and just thinking that the world adapts to it right especially in the black community right because everything becomes it's because i'm black okay even if it is because you're black this is the world your child has to live in you you can't defend your child with it's because i'm black nobody cares mm. nobody cares because the the truth of life is uh um what did what did what, what did i say i said i had this quote in one of my books it's called um um over uh, over over exploited power becomes ineffective mm. right so the more you do something can do something can do something the more you lose effectiveness so if, if you're trying to convince someone the more you keep talking and talking and talking and talking and talking, and talking they, they, they just say no it's true right the, the more if you go to the gym and you do the same exercise again and again there's going to be a point where you 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 see growth but after a while you're going to plateau right because the more you use something the 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 it cre it creates it it conjures ineffectiveness and i think we do that so much in our culture um without even realizing through whatever people want to call it generational curses i don't call it a generational curse because that's ridiculous it's just learned behavior right because children um do what you do not do what you say right so i would say this right in life yeah you have your thoughts your thoughts make words your words make actions your actions make habits your habit makes a lifestyle your lifestyle makes a dogma yeah. right so when you have a kid yeah and this is how i honestly believe you've got nine months to change your words your thoughts change how you speak because you've got to think about the child right because that's happened before the child comes out right sure. yeah change change your actions and you see a lot of fathers do it a lot of fathers quick time as soon as they have a kid they change their life around different kind of guy right change your habits that all takes 90 days right yeah takes what 90 days and then it takes a another um sorry takes 21 days sorry and then lifestyle so it takes 90 90 days to create a lifestyle and then it takes a year right or close to a year six months to create a lifestyle right so that's my, my thing sorry so to create a dogma and a dogma means the principles you stand by so a lot of people are trying to teach our children principles that they don't have rather be, be honest and saying yo mom 
I'm I'm not really good at this. I don't think this is a good thing. And then sometimes even just go to your child and take a journey. I'll be like, all right, let's make a conscious effort to both stop swearing less. Because yeah. they're swearing in the house because you're swearing less. So you, but a lot of people don't want to humble themselves to their children because their children po- point out exactly what they see is wrong with you right. and, say, and say, you know what? Our dad, you just swore. Actually, you're right. Cool. Thank you. So like when, apart my mentoring, I think yeah. the hardest thing is breaking that and I feel like when I've done my um, studies, uh, psychological mm-hmm. studies about child development, it's exactly that. Mm-hmm. Kids model what they see. Mm-hmm. So when we want to put positivity into them, they need to see positivity or see, you know, good things around them. That makes sense. So it's like the hardest thing is like whatever's going on in the house, it gets like two step, one step back because they're seeing that in their house every day. They live with that every day. And they might, you might come home and say, look, don't listen to that mentor. He doesn't know you. Then that's it. I mean, you have to always play this like back and tug of war thing. So it's like you said, it's learned behavior. So it's about learning new behaviors to have a new life. That makes sense. And and some of us in the black community, we don't understand the difference between being jealous and being envious, right? Every single sin comes from a a certain emotion, right? So wrath comes from anger, right? Say again? Wrath wrath. comes from anger. Sloth comes from pensiveness, not really wanting to do anything, right? Mm. Right? Lust comes from uh, want, right? Or, or so, something. Jealousy, what does jealousy come from? Desire, mm. right? Right. But so envy comes from jealousy. And what, what's jealousy? Jealousy is a form of want or desire. That's why lust and jealousy yeah. and envy and lust are very intertwined, I right? I always believe there's been a thin line between inspiration and jealousy. Always. Yeah, but jealousy is not the problem. Jealousy is the feedback. So, for example, if you come in and you've got the crepes that I want, right? Jeez. I'm like, damn, you've got them crepes, right? Jealousy is 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 proof that I actually desire those crepes. Because I could think I want those crepes in my head and then when I see you with them, I'm like, nah, I don't really like them. I don't really like the way they look, That's right? Yeah, so, yeah, jealousy yeah. is the 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 evidence that you have a desire for something. Mm. It's just kind of it's it's kind of like it's it's just feedback it's just something popping up on your emotional monitor telling you mm. yo like you actually want this thing so for example if me and you go after the same chick boom and you really wanted that chick boom that's jealousy mm. envy is now when you're trying to mess up my thing because now you can't have there it. We go. that's there the go. extreme where jealousy can lead you to the point where we be like you know what he did his thing let me chat to him get some game from him i'm gonna go get my own bad chick over there get me that do you see how you can use it because what we've been taught is all these kind of emotions there's good or bad emotions it's not the emotion that's bad it's like emotion is a tool it's all how you use it you yeah, can use yeah, a knife yeah. to stab someone or cook your dinner you can use fire to heat up your house or burn someone down. Someone down yeah yeah, get me? yeah i think we talked a lot i want to play my next record yeah uh, go on go on, go famous on, go on. by ty dollar sign Everybody wants to be famous Yeah, yeah Everybody wants to be famous Everybody wanna make it Everybody tryna get somewhere Everybody wants attention Want you to know that they're standing right there Yeah, yeah Everybody wants to be famous Anyway, anyhow Then worry about who they're stepping on 
I haven't heard that title of the sign, but it is fire, bro. You said you so, didn't know it was Ty Dolla Sign. No, I ha- haven't heard that song from Ty Dolla Sign. Oh, I fucking covered, I covered that record, bro. That was that and Twenty Something by um Scissor, like because I just wanted to practice like these songs in it, like simple stick. Like I look at it like they just done this in it and it's put on the album. There was no real like like putting it together because it sounded so good. Oh. But um, yeah, that's that's a big song. Like just guitar singing. You could do that live. You could do it in the studio. Sick. Even what he's talking about, being mm. famous. Everybody wants attention. Everybody wants attention. Everybody wants to know you're standing there. Everybody wants... So when they look at it, like, fame is this thing that we should avoid or it's bad or... It's like, it's like a natural need. People want to have the centre of attention. Even at school, it was like... Well, it's acknowledgement, most, isn't it? The popular guy in the ends. I want to be the most popular guy. And a lot of the music guys were big in their ends before they were big in the world. You know what I mean? Like, so... It's just part of life, bro. We need we don't need attention, but well, I, I'm I'm gonna say this. Like I said, it, that it, whole white lives matter was kind of wanting attention, bro. <laughs> like, but, but attention but, is the biggest currency, especially now. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the wrong thing because we gotta realize attention is the biggest price we pay with anything. Mm. Right? For example, if you want to learn a new skill, what's the first thing you have to learn to do? Which is focus, right? Focus. And if you yeah, l- learn yeah. to focus, what is the key of focus? Paying attention. So, and they say, and there's a reason why in English it's called pay attention. So you're paying it. The cost of anything you do is to pay attention, Mm. right? And then also, there's a cost that you incur when you don't pay attention. Facts. Yeah, you're right. You don't pay attention. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. And and that's that's the thing about it. It's like paying attention is is the universal thing that we all pay. Rich, poor, was it? dumb smart black white it's universally something that we all gotta pay and it's also a thing that we pay for when we don't pay it mm. it's all it's almost like a constant tax of life because life is time so what you don't pay attention to you'll suffer from yeah definitely do you go into fo- you need to focus and um there's this book i normally book dropping on my, my um, podcast but this is the first one in a while it's called the focus the hidden driver excellence by daniel coleman oh, i've heard about and that one it is sick. I saw something reading it on the train, by the way. I'm a bit of like a mad like book watcher on the train. But anyway, because I look at it, it's like everyone's on the train, yeah? Very observant. They're either on their phone now. Back in the day, used to be a newspaper. They might be on the newspaper. And there are very few minute people reading a book. It's even like reading a book in a bar. Like, no one reads a book in a bar. They must be important. So I always make sure I go up and talk to them and know a little bit about See, so, I do that. I do a big people watch on the train. And then also for me, I might not have I was the only one, man. No, 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 no. I was weird, bro. I was like, yo. I was a stranger. No, we're not. We're shepherds, not sheep. So just the shepherds watch. I learn more from observer. Like most of my music is like of observation, not of my life. Some of it is. But most of it is someone else's experience. Like, or someone else's mindset. Yeah, but then my whole point is if you write about your whole experience, what experience do you keep for yourself? And number two is your experience is only limited so there's only so much you can write from your experience right that that so so for me it's kind of like what did they say feast still genius borrowers you were always kind of borrowing that's the element of genius right because that's what makes you smarter than the common person it's just knowing when to depend on someone it's not being dependent right so for example i can't do the show without you you can't do the show well not saying your whole show but this segment without each other right so i already know that boom when i come here cool he's already going to be set up he's dependent on me well i want this to continue to be a good relationship whether i'm working or this that, and the other have to be on time there's no 
if buts or maybe unless something tragic happens where i'm stuck on Dennis, her phone call, yeah, but it's a, it's yeah. a, it's a, it's a. So far, yeah, let me down. Yeah, no, but it's, no. it's a respect thing of time and understanding that everybody's paying attention, right? Even if, yeah, even, yeah, even, yeah, if course, even if, even if, even, and I think that's what, what it is. When you read more books, you start to read more people. It's facts, such a no, weird facts. thing. You, you, the more you read, facts, I don't know, because no, right. we, we think reading is just books. But let me tell you this, right? I remember when I was doing sales and I always used to be in a slump. The minute I just, they said, are you reading? I'm like, I'm not reading. They'd be like, Rev, your, your sales results are down. I'm not going to tell you what to do in your pitch. Just read. What was you selling? Um, we were doing charities door to door. Oh, that's right? done. Yeah. Nice. And I, one week I went, got zero sales the whole week and it's commission only. I was like, bam, that's awful. Was that an angel? No, nah, it was um, in um, Canary Wolf. Nice, nice. Okay. So, boom. When that all happened, I started reading and I started to realise what reading does is, it first of all, the quickest way to read is with your peripheral vision. So, it gives you this good aspect of reading things peripherally very quick. Gives you a good 360 view of things. Like, boom, what's behind me? What's here? Boom, 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 boom. Also, it helps you to remember and register things. Because even when you're reading, you're continuously remembering what you just read. So, everything makes sense. Yeah. Right? And number two, it gives you that ability to focus on the subtle things. Because sometimes if you're reading quick, you might skip a word and you'll be like, oh, that doesn't make sense. And then you reread it and you'll be like, oh, it's the way I read it. It's the same thing with people. You can look at somebody, pick up something from their body language, and then you think it's something. And then, hold on, you actually think about it and you're like, no, that's not that. They were just going for the bus or something. Okay. And you go, know I mean, so that's what I feel like it is. So um, I think, should we get into one for me? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, what am I gonna play? Oh, there's a song called April Twenty Fifth. Okay, who's um, it by? It's by his name's Khadib Terrell. Oh, there we go. Yeah, this is a more production one. Caesar vibe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, exactly, yeah. Exactly what I heard the first I said, sorry, the first time I heard it. A hundred percent. But I love I love that skeleton music that feels atmospheric. It's almost like a skeleton, but it's got a bit of tendons and muscles on it. It's it's not it's not completely like just a shell of acoustic, but it's just it's just airy. And you know when the vocals just fill in the space of the music. I, I love like, music like that. I like I, know, I can only go back to my open mic days, man. But I literally like really, really good singer. I can hear their voice, 
and like a guitar that's spaced out. So we're not having like mm. mad loops like da, 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 all the way and you're just trying to like go over it. It's that space. So when you're doing that, I don't know. Like, do you know what I really like? The Usher, the table thing. I like that a lot. Because they had a lot of space in the keys, a lot of space. And yeah, Usher and it had more of a jazzy vibe. 40, 40 odd, he could still sing bad. Like he he's was 40, he's 44 now, 45. Oh, Usher can sing, I'm cruising the street. Come on, you're doing my way. The way that my way. Oh, my God. No. I didn't watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, day. I watched it. I watched it. Have like, you heard the 25th um, anniversary um, version of him? Nah, nah, nah. Should, you should put it on now, bruv. Okay, cool. Put, put them on to game. 25th. Um, anniversary of my way the Ma- oh my it's, way. it's a song yeah 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 because oh, he released the 25th edition of it oh, and it's got, so got a vinyl different. and everything so he's got he's got like um remi- remakes of um oh, you make me wanna um well, my way cover yeah 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 no it's the my way um 25, yeah. yeah ryan james or something it is it's got a mini documentary i didn't know that one i, I didn't know, know that either see i learned something new Oh, it's a new album. What's it's new? Yeah, but it's like a re 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 edition. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I want to get the vinyl of it still. Yeah, no, nah, I was I was too young when my way came up, but my mum listened to Usher then. When Usher was eight or seven or one, I think it was a new artist. I was like, my mum's yeah, like, because nah, remember that, 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 that like, yeah, shit, because man. remember that's when the gaps were. What's that? Say the again? gaps were so big then. If you if you were too young and you missed that artist when they come out, you think they're new. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Because yeah. if it's like a four or five year gap and you're like, like only I mean, like Jay Z, but my Jay Z album was Blueprint. I didn't know Jay Z had all that. And Nas. Wow. Nah, I was educated. My dad showed me Reasonable oh, Doubt yeah. and all that. Oh, was it? There, yeah. yeah, I didn't know nothing of that. I, I thought My Way was his first album, but he actually had a first album called Usher. And then my dad pulled it out the CD and he was like, no, nah, this is Usher. I was like, what? Oh, you know, I actually like. Well, if you want to go production style, I love this song. Be friends with a bloody woman, bro. This girl's like he said, I'm got I got a girl. I'm coming to you as my confidant, but I want to mm. be with you. That ain't no authentic friend. Nah, nah, nah but, 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 but do you know what I'm Usher, gonna say? Man, which is like less trifling. Yeah. That's his fault. That's okay. not the girl's fault. Okay. I'm 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 gonna back it up. I that's hate that, you. That's, I hate that's you. not his fault. But I under, completely understand what it is, is because what happens is you might be um when things are not going for you and your your men, men work off like respect and admiration in it, mm. right? So when things are not really going for you is you and your girl. It's not that she's disrespecting you, but you're not getting that emotional ah that you're getting. Mm. Mm. And then when you go and you talk to your friend, you you feel that that emotional softness. Like mm. I said, that women give men. I hear you. And then so that's if you haven't got a sister or a cousin, that's your alternative. Yeah, do you know what I'm saying? I and hear you. You fall in love with that. Would you, your sister or your cousin, it, it's, biologically, it's not going to happen. Do you mm. know what I'm saying? Mm. But when it was, it's with someone and this, that, and the other, and then you're thinking, we, we do this all the time, innit? Right, I always say this, yeah. Um, clothes only cover you up 80%. Mm. 
right? <laughs> and that's how relationships are, right? Probably yeah, there, there's no, there's no, no clothes that's going to cover up your. Probably ninety-five. No, I'd say eighty percent. right now, your arms and your face, right? That's it, or your neck. Yeah, but then you got your hands, your neck, your face, your head. Right. Oh yeah, nah, yeah. Nah, nah, you got what I'm saying, and I'm talking about clothes. I'm not talking about your just your shoes as well and your socks. I'm talking about basic oh, okay. clothes. So you you might have a really good relationship, which is like a jumpsuit that covers majority of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom or dungarees or whatever. Yeah. And because you see that your hands are not covered and your feet are not covered and this and other, you're like, well, I want to get this thing that covers my hands and feet because you you just want to feel complete, right? Yeah, you you're not you're unsatisfied. So it's like you're going for for the twenty percent that you don't have, but you don't realize you're sacrificing the eighty percent that you do have, right? And when you're in that situation, right, and this is how a lot of people cheat on their partners, right? When you're in that situation where you're not getting that twenty percent, right, that twenty percent looks way bigger to you than that eighty percent you already have, because you're already in a kind of ungrateful attitude. You're already kind of like, oh, I'm not getting this emotional feeling and this and other. And then, boom, somebody supplies that to you. But it's easy for them to sl- supply that to you because that's only 20% of what the other person is literally providing four times as much for you. But it's just not in that particular area. And then I feel like that's where people lose a lot of relationships. It's, it's because you're... you're, you're um, you're you're losing a dime going for a well, penny. That, that that girl might not even know that other girl exists. It might be just being like, oh, yes, my friend. But like, some girls don't like that, man. I've seen well, many well, girls. In, I know well, many girls. Well, in, in the in the song, said I'm gonna be your girl. They make me go in my phone. This is not now. Man. They make me go in my phone and delete all the girls' numbers, bro. Yeah, but my my point is, you you can't really do that. You know why that don't really work? Mm. Because it's confinement, right? You can't you can't force someone into to, to willing submission, right? You can't. It, it can be unwilling submission, but yeah. to truly submit to someone, you can't do this. And and the thing is, women got to realize this: if your guy can get gal, he can get gal. So whether it's in like his that. phone, <laughs> yeah. if whether it's yeah. in his phone, or, or or when you when you're going to work or when you're going to this, he will pick up some women. Simple. So you have to deal with the realness of it, right? And you have to deal with the rawness of it. And it's kind of like trust is is only apparent when things are uncertain right trust is earned not given right no i said it's only apparent when things are uncertain you can't have trust in a space that is certain right so for example um if if there's like and by certainty i'm talking about 99.9 percent right because there's no uncertainty everything but if you're in a building that's certainly secure right yeah you don't trust the building you just understand that boom it's made properly i'm good right but if you're in a situation with someone and you're like you're not sure if they're gonna cheat on you and this that not other and you've been through a heartbreak trust is you saying you know what this is how i feel about this person but i'm gonna give them i'm gonna trust them i'm gonna feel like you know what i've been through this this person's not gonna do it to me because you don't know you don't know if somebody's gonna do something so you don't know if someone's gonna cheat on you and that constant kind of microaggression of, oh, I'm going to stop you from talking this and this and that and the other. You end up becoming being a manager of your partner's life rather than managing your relationship. I want to play another song. Cool, go on. You like this. Go on, go on. Crazy. I saw that face. All right. If I gotta be a bitch, I'ma be a bad one. 
can actually sing both right by the way because on this project she's got records where it's like so spaced out she could you could hear her voice you could sing well some records I she just Kalani, very you're, you're simple to the, the choir in this one very simple but i think she's good for r&b she's good for music she oh. came in the game and she became an icon but i would say she came do, in do, do, do you know who she, kalani uh, is for love me? It. if i could love it i feel like she's a fusion of two artists she's, no she's a fusion oh. of keisha cole and pink <laughs> no, you said it before, I remember, yeah. Yeah, but well, pink because of the tattoos and that. No, no, no. It's the, the different elements in the voice. Oh, how she sings. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? And she's got a bit of a harsh, rocky. Mm. She's not afraid to go outside that kind of genre. Yeah, yeah, do you of get course. Me? Do you think she's got another genre in her, like she can do another project or Yeah, something? but she, she's got this poppy kind of rock filter, but it's natural, it's organic. Yeah, bro, yeah. And so. I feel like her lyrics are a bit more... Um, Gutsy, light pink. Do you get me? Cool. Yeah. Uh, I got, I got, I got one more for the record, and then we'll wrap up. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. So, gonna so my up. one is called "Your Love" by Next. Your love is. Oh, you're trying it. Your love is. Next, yeah. Yeah. Your love is. I just listened to the album yesterday. For, I know I've never listened to their third album, but I listened to it fully. And I was like, okay. I knew about this song already. Bruv, you're telling me. You're, you're, bruv, you're, see, right, see, right. see, this is why I can respe- respect your Come taste. On, man. Come, Come on, bro. Like, was it just closer? The, closer was. Well, people forget the term wifey. They, they wifey. don't want to make Come on, man. They started that, bro. <laughs> there was no one could not, for me anyway, no one could not want a wifey until that song. For me. Like, who was saying, they were saying wife, but the E wasn't really in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go. Yo. Yeah, like the fans go back to this man. Nah, simple. Come on. Nah, I love Bro. this man. Bro. The the see, I feel like RL, yeah, because he wrote majority of the songs for for next and he gave um his uh group mates uh 30 each of his publishing so that was good of me yeah but i need to break down the lyrics yeah especially the chorus because what he's saying bruv it is fly bruv if you kick game like this to a girl you could literally say word for word like to a girl you're dating you get me? just as poetry and then she'll be like yo listen to this your love is an exotic sunrise or a whole damn album if Puck and Big was alive. Your love is like Kit and Five Mics or a lifestyle supply of Air Force One nights. Your love is like number one on TRL and one on six apart on my own label bill. Your love is something I'm going to hold on to. That's my word for these birds. I'm going to keep loving you. Jeez. Jeez. Come on. 
Jeez. That's the hook. That's sick. Bro, so, you know, sometimes nah, I have to do a lyrical breakdown. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, nah, let's show you that it's poetry in motion. We should, we should do it, we do it the next episode, I feel like. What, what, lyrical breakdowns? Yeah, because yeah. i got a few songs that, yeah. Bro, bro. And we can bro. do it R&B if you want. Well, we, we can do it anywhere, because my favourite songs are not always R&B. Okay. So, like, I feel like the best the best songs in the world are songs that could be um, country songs, regardless of their genre country yeah so if you could so i will always love you by whitney houston was um mm. um originally a dolly, dolly parton song dolly right yeah, yeah. but i say when i look at certain songs like unbreak my heart yeah, yeah i did a little country unbreak my heart mm. say you love me again like yeah, it's got a yeah. cut like you could you can make it country and you know, all good you know, songs um, I was watching this documentary called This Is Pop. It was, by the way, you should watch it. I reckon mm-hmm. if you like music, because it goes into music and the, the evolution of it. So it goes into that like, T-Pain this and auto-tune. Yeah. Yeah, and then it goes into... Um, is it a documentary? Documentary, brother. And it goes into pop music. How, mm-hmm. pop, how boy bands, like all that, like I said... Uh, and boy, Battery Boys. No, like the, uh, Boys to Men started this whole... T- brother, I didn't even know how influential they were. Yeah, The yeah. first song came out and it was called um, Motown to Philly Town. Yeah, Motown Philly. When they were talking about they come from that, that ain't really been done before. So they went from ballads to that and then all the boy bands copied. That's what happened in all black music anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. Copied, so NSYNC became bigger but they copied the beat, uh, boys to men model. But, 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 but Black, then uh, Backstreet as well. They copied beat, beat, uh, boys to men and they became bigger but because I, they were white. Well, like, well, but then this is what I'm saying. Then don't be upset when they sell more records, mm. right? Mm. Because what's the, who, who's the biggest population in, yeah. in America? White people. He's probably got the most money and exposable income. White people. That like people would say like Eminem only became big because he was white, but Eminem is actually good. Rapper. He's good, but... I get what you're saying, but then you can't be mad that he he's got a demographic that he can connect to ball with. Like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. It's like you saying, "Oh, my um, um, my 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 um, fashion, my clothing line's better than yours." You just you just um, you just sell to more more to white people because your your clothes, white people just like your clothes more. Well, there's more white people in this country, so if I if I, if if I sell what they like, do you get what I'm saying? Do you remember Shania Twain? Yeah. Yeah, that's because she was going back to country. She was a country. I feel artist. like a woman. woman. Yeah, she, bam, was a, bam, she was a country bam, artist. Bam. I was in primary school when that came out, but she was a country woman, mm-hmm. and then she went into pop, and that song was big for music, but bad for country music. Yeah, but it was massive. And Sheer, I remember Sheer came out, bro, with um. Do you that. believe in love? To this day, I'm being real, but call me whatever you want to call me, but that record. Bad. That that's how um T uh, Pain sorry f- found out about Auto Tune. Yeah, he said. Yeah, yeah, he said. She had, she had a little version where she was like, yeah, and it was it's pretty sick. How do you wanna ra- how do you wanna wrap this up, man? Tell them what you do. Tell me who you are. What you got going on? And then yeah, we will wrap it up. Boom, bam. Da Bow. I'm just doing some yard man. But yeah. All right, Jerome. Thank you again for for bringing me on. Pleasure as always. Well, I, I'm looking forward to doing a local breakdown because I'll bring paper out printed <laughs> like I'm the nerd when it yeah, comes yeah, to lyrics. Yeah. I'm ready, I'm ready. But um, generally, um, <laughs> I'm at Truth With No Fear. 
if you, you're the, I'm the type of guy if you generally just want to kick it and come into my DMs and we can just have an actual conversation, yeah, not a, a, a battle of beliefs and um, moralistic stuff. People but do that. Yeah, you'd be surprised how, how pe- when people get offended they go on the train. But overall, um, I've got got two poetry products that I'm trying to bring out. One's called uh, um, Black Mantic, so it's dynamics and um, no di- di- yeah dynamics. And romantics in black people right Just so boom and another one called hotels which is basically all the stories about why women are actually really promiscuous so the actual backstory of cool these people were hurt people do you know what i mean so why um, should you write that because um they've told me the stories it's not my stories cool but yeah overall you know what it is it's the inspire desire sorry it's the we, 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 need, we need to say it one more time it's the desire to inspire podcasts and we're back at it again with Mr. Atru Vinod. You feel me?